0: This is Laura Dierda with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Tamara Borda, Administrator of Health Equity at MUSC Health. Tamara, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much, Laura, I'm happy to be here. Now I know we've got a lot to talk about and and really I'm excited to learn more about the infrastructure you have in place for health equity at MUSC Health and your strategy and what to expect in the future. But before we dive into that discussion, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background?
1: Yes, absolutely. So I'm Dr. Tamara Borda. I'm currently in an inaugural executive role leading health equity efforts across the state of South Carolina with Medical University of South Carolina. So MUSC Health. Um, MUSC is a large academic medical center. We have 16 hospitals across the state, over 1.6 million patient encounters. So I'm super excited to be uh, joining the organization and launching this new role. Uh, My background is in public health. I have a PhD in public health. uh, And prior to Working in hospitals, I led programs at the health departments. So, two of the largest health departments in the country uh, Philadelphia Health Department and Houston Health Department. That was the beginning of my health career. Uh, And then I launched over into nonprofit hospitals. And so, I've been there since working with large nonprofit health systems, and now an academic medical center. Um, I'm a fellow with the American College of Healthcare Executives and an active member of National Association of Health Services Executives. So really happy to be here um, to share my journey and then
0: also share what we're doing at MUSC. Fantastic. Well, let's dive right in. Could you tell me about what is unique about MUSC Health's strategy and approach to health equity?
1: Well, being that we're an academic medical center, we have a wonderful opportunity to be a leader in healthcare, as well as incorporate the university and research components of the system. So the health equity uh, leadership role is new to MUSC, like I stated, Uh, we've recently developed a health equity integrated center for clinical excellence. We kind of abbreviate that as an ICE. Um, And this is a structural center for clinical excellence that's cross cutting across all of your traditional service lines. And it integrates the health equity lens into all of our operational functions, specifically being that equity is a quality imperative. So it's great that we're developing and launching a new strategy. Um, we'll also have an operational plan to roll out. Um, we're using our metrics and dashboards on Epic. So we have an health equity care of equity dashboard. Um, and then we're also focusing on building a strong infrastructure and sustainability. Um, it's really important that this work uh, doesn't just end with the role or kind of be the flavor of the day but truly digging in deep to our community needs, our patient needs. Um, We built a strong infrastructure and we're also meeting the needs across the state. So most recently with our pandemic response, we did testing in all 46 counties. We have close community partners in deep engagement across the state. So we're hoping that we'll leverage the existing resources, leverage the existing activities to really create a strong strategy and operational plan for health equity.
0: That's great to hear and definitely seems like a year of, you know, getting everything together and making sure you're able to um, move forward with with a strong plan in place. Now, what programs or initiatives are you most proud of or have yielded the best results so far?
1: Um, I'm super excited about our community health worker program. Um, That program is run out of our population health department. You know, I kind of frame it as uh, community health workers are health equity. They are really that frontline staff um, that engage with our patients. They identify those social needs that our patients have, and they refer them to those resources in the community and really create this closed loop referral to ensure that both the clinical needs as well as the social needs are met. Um, we developed that program just last year, and we've recently expanded it. So we have community health workers throughout all of our divisions. Um, and just some metrics: within six months, we saw an improvement of blood pressure and BMI by fifty-six percent. Uh, we decreased our ED visits by fifty-one percent, and then decrease decrease admissions by thirty-one percent. So that's of all the patients that had encounters with our community health workers. So, you know, with metrics like that, we really have to lean into this program um, and enhance it and share our best practices across the country.
0: I love that. I, I think it's so important, as you mentioned, being able to um, have those services available and connecting people who need them. Um, with the right services in place? It just seems like, um, you know, easier said than done. That's right. Is there any, anything that's, you know, surprised you as you've gone through some of these initiatives or tried to Um, you know, really um, adjustments that you've made based on some of the feedback or results.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, I would say many groups and departments are doing similar work. So we didn't have a lack of work, but there hadn't quite been a formal collaborative effort for this work. So with this this ICE or Integrated uh, Clinical Center for Excellence, it'll be the umbrella to a lot of the existing operations that we have. So we have a robust community engagement arm. um, We also have a robust clinical partnership arm, as well as our population health arm. So what we'll do is have a data-driven approach. to really have the data inform our activities and then have that closed loop or that kind of circle to say, we know what the high needs are. Um, Our data shows it with our patient population. These are the interventions and programs that we've done to address the need. And then how will we look at metrics and outcomes? And I think measurement is really important, especially in this space. This isn't kind of just the um, reactive space. We're really being very
0: proactive, looking at our own data and creating some accountabilities around it. I love that. Thank you so much for going through some of those processes with us. Now, where are there still opportunities to improve in health equity? What are some of the great opportunities that you're seeing as well as roadblocks um, that MUSC Health and health systems in general face?
1: I think the biggest opportunity now is that we have accreditation standards from um, Joint Commission and CMS focus on health equity and health disparities. So, you know, whereas some were doing this work out of their goodwill or understanding that it was a a priority need for their communities, we now have standards and I think that standardized approach will be very key in kind of all rising, making sure that all of the nonprofit hospitals are really just hospitals in general, um, can one, be a true key partner in advocating for the health of their patients. Um, I think a, a roadblock is that we hadn't quite been to this space before. So uh, whereas we were doing great work, um, we had some quality metrics focused on health equity, but we didn't quite name it that way. So I think now that we're all leaning into to some of the national best practices, um, we'll be able to overcome those roadblocks. Um, another challenge that I've seen is many nonprofit organizations have had community health or community benefit programs, but they're not funded. So I think this will be a great time to actually build an infrastructure with some financial investments. Um, we have to be able to be accountable to this work, but then also invest in this work. So I think kind of getting over those roadblocks of, what we may have done traditionally and moving to that next era of what we're seeing in healthcare really having a robust system with financial accountabilities as well as metrics i think that will be kind of the next key era
0: fabulous and so that really makes a lot of sense and is exciting to hear You know, and when you look at making that change from, as you mentioned, you know, what you've always done to then what the new plan is and what's going to be really meaningful to um, close some of those health equity gaps, how do you go about that change management to galvanize the team and set them up for success? Mm -hmm. You know, the change
1: management is always critical. Uh, You can have great ideas and if people aren't on board or you don't get the leadership or even frontline buy-in. Uh, It just doesn't work well. So what I've been doing is really meeting the people. Uh, We have great, brilliant uh, researchers in our research arm. Uh, The university side is really teaching the future of the healthcare providers. And then that health arm, kind of that triangle, we are the front line with our patients. So it's almost bringing people together and and having a standard language, uh, understanding that health equity is something that kind of is here to stay. It's very important that we look at the individual needs of our patients. Um, it's important that we own that 20% of um, health outcomes are because of the healthcare system. The other 80% is at social economic um, factors but that 20% is something that we own as a healthcare system. So it's really important um, that we step up and. Align collaborate and really leverage the existing resources. I can't say that enough because we're not building something new, but we're really leaning into how do we integrate this work into existing operations and how do we really show true outcomes. So, you know, I'm really excited for the future. We've done work like this before, but it looks slightly different because we really are
0: having the patient and the family at the center of our approach. Fantastic. Well, before we wrap up our conversation, I was wondering, what are you most excited about for next year? Yes. Well, you know, according to the 2022 state health rankings,
1: South Carolina ranked 41 out of 50 for health outcomes. Uh, More recently, the 2023 data came out and we've positively moved to number 38. So I'm really excited about the hard work that we've done in South Carolina, improving the health of the communities we serve. Um, You know, I'm also proud of our partners, because, you know, the the health system can't be solved by just the people in the health system. Um, We really have to work together internally, as well as our external community partners and our governmental affairs partners. Um, I, I really think it's an exciting time to be a leader in healthcare. I hope that the impacts and the the best practices that we make in health equity, we can highlight and share across the country uh, because
0: South Carolina is a really um,
1: wonderful place to be right now.
0: Fantastic. I love it. Well, Tamara, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been really a fun and a fascinating conversation. I can really hear your passion for the work that you do coming (laughs) through in this conversation. And I'm just so excited, um, you know, to keep, you know, hearing about this and to see what happens next.
1: Thank you so much, Laura. I'm happy to share my information. And um, thank you again for the opportunity to speak with you.
0: It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC.